0: that is right i am back i am back i am back what is up everybody it's me jeff or foggy however you know me we're back and this time we're covering mobile suit gundam what you just heard was the intro music to mobile suit gundam that is right, we are in the original series that started this whole crazy train for the past 40 plus years off, Mobile Suit Gundy. Um, And before we get started in this podcast, let me give you a couple of um, updates going on with the show and other things. First thing first, thank y'all once again for lending me your ears for however long this episode is going to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, feel free to like comment subscribe whatever the buttons say on the platform of your choice run these numbers up I'm trying to make sure this podcast keeps growing and getting better every single day also on spotify so for spotify listeners which i believe is about almost half of my audience if you're listening to this and you feel compelled to there is the support your podcast button whatever it's called listener support um the tiers range from 99 cents to three dollars a month if you feel that you want to give, by all means, I'm not going to say no. It is whatever you want to do. Your listening, your liking, your sharing is more than enough. I appreciate you all. And um, that's pretty much it. Oh, well, one last. I am going to try to get this podcast, as many episodes pumped out as I can, by December, the first week of December. When December hits, we're going to take a month off. A month off just to not worry about podcasting and stuff of that nature. So we have until a couple, we have like two whole months together. Then I'm going to go away, take some time for myself and my family, and and we'll be back in the new year in 2022, which is weird that 2022 is around the corner. All right. I think that's enough housekeeping for right now. The last bit of housekeeping that I totally forgot and did not insert in mid-edit is there will be timestamps on these episodes because we're going to cover... Anywhere from two to four episodes at a time, depending on how much content is in the episode. All right, now back to your scheduled programming. All right, just like before, we're opening up in space, UC0079. The series is definitely dated. The art is cool. It's in four by three. It feels right, though. Everything feels right. I will admit, it is pretty jarring going from 2015 to 2018 art style and animation back to the late 70s, early 80s style of animation, you know? Um, But it feels right. It feels right. Um, We'll roll with it. Like I said, it's from 1979. There's a lot of things that are kind of weird with it, but it's cool. It's cool. As per usual, we opened up with Omro being one-track minded as his whole entire colony is evacuating. And who comes to the rescue? That's right, Frau Bo. As usual, Frau Bo has to come out and bail his ass out.
1: Amaro! Amaro? What, he hasn't even eaten breakfast. Amaro! Oh yeah, I should have known you'd be cooped up in here. You've got to eat, Amaro. You should take better care of your health. Amaro? Hello, Amaro. Hello, Amaro. You're looking very well today, Haro. Thank you, Amaro. You've got to hurry and get dressed, Amaro. Amaro. After I finish rewiring this computer. Don't you know about the evacuation order? Evacuation order? I heard a siren. I didn't know what it's an emergency! Didn't you hear the military broadcast? A warship is docking today and we have to evacuate the sector! Why? I don't know! Omoro, We don't have much time! Evacuate All right once. already. Evacuate at once. We'll wait outside for you. Haro, let's go! What a pain. Ugh. Amaro, you're a hopeless case. Amro, is your father going to be on the warship that's coming in this afternoon? I think so. He went Earthside about a week ago, but I haven't heard anything. You think they'll be fighting here? No. I don't know. He doesn't tell me anything, Frau
0: Bo. I love the fact that Amro is just pulling up in the whip. As Frau is like trying to make sure that all of her homies and friends are, are safe and ready to roll out. All with the whip, eating a sandwich after being in those boxers. And just like, alright, whatever. And, and she just calls it how it is. Amro, you are hopeless. Because he is. Every strong lead. Actually, let me take that back. Every good man has a strong woman backing him. And Frau gets the short end of the stick every single time. I feel so bad for Frau. Why? Because she deserves so much better than him. She deserves so much better than uh Amro. But Omro just like trying to be cool. Um, He's just doing the thing. He, he was trying to r- fix a computer or whatever, which I guess that wouldn't technically make sense anymore. Well, actually it would because in origin, they took all the plans for Gundam. So he has no idea what's in Gundam anymore. <laughs> If this is not an order, forgive me, but this is the most unbelievable part of the whole episode. Is that the three Zakus come in from space, they turn a latch, open the hatch, and they're on the colony. No frills, no no difficulty at all. No shot. In the year of our lord, UC0079, should you be able to turn a knob and just hop right into a base? That is crazy. That is crazy. I think that happens when, uh, I think that's at the beginning of the episode. That's what we open up with, um, which is why they're evacuating because there is supposed to be an attack today. And that's why Frau showed up to help Amaro out to, to get him and all the other people to on the ship. And they end up going to a shelter. But while they're going to the shelter, we cut the White Base. And White Base is sick. So much so to where they even have, like, the shiny little, you know, the show that is brand spanking new, they had the shiny little uh, accents on the edges and whatnot, just showing White Base just glide on into be- in- in dock, or whatever that would be called, technically. And we cut to that, and just seeing how advanced this, this is compared to, what, not even a few months ago when the Federation were getting smoked by Xeon? and now they actually have a chance because remember tim was saying that we need to do x y and z and work on gundam so that way that way we can take on zeon the zeon will beat us if we don't and god damn it he got them to buy in what a boss and here's a clip of tim right now going over basically what he's trying to go through and and figure out with the war which is pretty important because we also get introduced to bright noah and it sets up the kind of the tone and theme of a lot of what's happening in this world right now.
2: Docking procedures with side seven have commenced. Please report to the bridge at once. I'll be right there, thank you. Mr. Bright, is it? Sir. And how many months in the military, Mr. Bright? Six months, sir. You're about 19 years old, right? Yes, sir. Once we start mass producing the Gundam, as I've planned, we could probably end this terrible war without sending kids like you into battle. Is that your son, sir? Yes. I hear there are kids even his age fighting as guerrillas
0: in this war. Is that true, Bright?
2: Yes, I think so, sir. That's what they say. It's
0: horrible. Bright Noah. Bright Noah has only been in the military for six months. And he is the tender age of 19. And as Tim says, his son is not so much younger than, than Bright at this point in time. And Tim's whole goal is so that children do not need to fight in wars anymore. Which, when you think about it, Shar was only about the same age, if not a little bit younger, when he entered into the Xeon forces, when he, he stuck in the academy. And so, a lot of this fighting and stuff is being done by kids, by children. And I know the big joke is, when do the war crimes stop? The funny thing is, they don't. And it's like, war crimes and then children involved? And of course, we're going to see in a little bit the kids are the reason why like this war goes a certain way a lot of it is the the old guard the adults and whatnot are stuck in their ways and the kids see like hey this is stupid war is dumb can we just not do this but that's another story for another day um we 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 enter into white base uh, after white base we go to shar and his ship he starts talking to his soldiers and whatnot and it's a little excer- insert, it's not super important for this episode, but we do go into the shelter pretty soon, right? I believe, yeah, we're in the shelter, and Omro is in there studying the, the something, I forgot what he was studying, I think it was, it might have been, no, it's not the Gundam manual just yet. He doesn't find the other Gundam manual yet. But he's in there, and he's just chilling, him and all the people stuck inside. And one of the Zakus that didn't follow orders starts opening fire and shooting stuff up to destroy the weapons and whatnot. And Amuro gets this bright idea, I'm gonna go find my dad. It's like, what? No kid, don't go find your dad. Stay in the shelter, be safe, be smart. It's, it's classified.
1: This must be the manual for the Federation's mobile suit.
0: Amuro leaves the base and the Zaku's still out there shooting things up and some Federation soldiers come by. He's like, oh, where's my da- I mean, where's uh, Officer Tim Ray, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, probably over at White Base, kid, yada, yada, yada. Just just stay inside. Get back to the shelter. They get smoked by the Zaku, which is wild because you would think at what, 16 years old, maybe Amuro's no older than 16 at this point in time. And you would think that he'd be like, uh, maybe I should follow in line, do the right thing. But because of his uh, hardheadedness, those guys get smoked. He finds the Gundam manual. That's right. The Gundam manual. The thing that he was studying in, uh, in um, Gundam, the origin, he has found it again. And I started going over it and learning how to pilot it. And so he gets that and starts running to his dad and he gets there and he's like, dad, dad. How can I help? How do it is? X, Y, and Z. Let me have the clip explain it better than I can. Amaro?
1: Use one of the analytics for this.
0: Go, 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 go. go, go to the, the spaceport. Take away. your family. Amaro! Amaro! Amaro!
1: Hurry up! Mom! Hey, Dad! Hey!
2: Why not use level Number Three?
1: That's for the evacuees. Dad, I gotta
2: talk to you. The Gundam must go before the evacuees. Take it up to White Base and prepare it for battle. Yes, sir. Come on, Dad. Can't you hear me? Huh? Amuro. Why aren't you evacuating?
1: Listen, Dad, are mobile suits more important to you than human beings?
2: Get a move on.
1: Dad, stop.
2: I want you to get up to White Base now. What
1: is White Base, Dad?
2: It's the new warship that just docked. What's taking so long? Uh, the engine won't start. Get to White Base immediately. Now find a
1: tractor.
0: But, Dad, I... <sighs> so as you can see, Amuro pulls up to his dad, and Tim's trying to get the Gundam off of the the area, to get away from the attack, Amro runs up and wants to talk to his father, which in theory is a good idea, and like, I understand why Amro wants to talk to him, but it's not the right time, like, I get it, Amro is trying to bond with his father, this is the only thing that they had that I don't think that Tim knew that Amro knew about it, Actually, no, Tim didn't know about it because the stuff got taken away. So Tim wouldn't have known about that unless it all happened when he was away and he never went home, which is a possibility. We never see them interact after that scene happens. But he, he's trying to connect with his dad and show that he can be helpful and useful. But it's just the wrong place, wrong time. And, like, remember, he's 16. Get the hell out of here, man. Like, go do something else which I admire his bravery, but still, go stay safe, bro. then unfortunately, in this next clip that happens, a lot of bad things happen in a very short amount of time. good it's not good Frau's grandmother passed away i think that was a little brother all those townspeople gone off of that that one rocket which it it kind of shows the how inhumane war is and like when you survive are you really a survivor or do you have survivor's guilt or like why wasn't it xyz why wasn't it me and so Frau starts freaking out in Amara, which don't ever do this, people, slaps her to try to get her out of, out of whatever trance she's in. She's grieving. Literally, her family died in front of her. I don't blame her. That's traumatic. These kids just stopped being children at this moment in time, which it's awful because they, they're no longer kids. They now are put in these adult in this adult situation and they have to fend for themselves. Sorry, hit the mic. They have to not only fend for themselves, but learn to adapt to what's happening. The only one that really adapts is Omro as he goes hops into the Gundam and turns that motherfucker on. Let's roll. useless down. against
1: it. Watch this, Sion rat. <laughs>
2: Absolutely impossible!
1: The rifles are useless against it! Watch this, Zion rat!
2: Our orders are just to observe, soldier. Let's retreat! Do you know what you're saying? If we let him go, the Federation will huh? it's standing!
1: Please get up! Please!
0: gifted individual and you are the prodigy and the protagonist when you can hop into it and just start using it right away like the kid is going places literally and figuratively but it also pushes us into this next part which is kind of weird like omarok is his first confirmed kill i don't know how to feel about this part but it's pretty cool in my opinion it's pretty cool which. So for that build up, for those that don't remember, Gundam's armor plating is not normal metal. It's a specialized metal that they have to get off of. I think it's the moon, or off of a certain planet slash colony, and therefore it's impervious to regular gun cannons that they have in the Zaku's. So when he's shooting, he started blasting. It does nothing. It's like, what do I do? And they're like, oh dang, this is awful. What what do we do? Ah, this is a normal omro smokes that dude if i'm not mistaken like he slashes him with the sword and just ends his life um i think there's gonna be the next clip coming up but tim's like who's in this suit who's piloting it and i don't think tim ever learns that his son is piloting the gundam because i believe spoiler alert i believe that tim dies before he learns that omro is the pilot of the mobile suit which is tragic but you know we all got daddy issues when we're anime pro tags it's just it's the way of life it's the way of life but that's pretty much the last key thing that happens here because this kind of sets up the story and some characters and whatnot and also they wasted no time getting into the gundam fights but before we hop into episode two i want y'all to listen to this battle music this is sick this battle music is sick as fuck
2: So that's the awesome power of the Federation's mobile suit.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) So won't get away. Doesn't this have any other weapons? Anything?
0: And we're back. That battle theme is sick, is it not? Well, get ready to hear it a lot more often throughout this series. We're on to episode two. Episode two, we pick up kind of eh, pretty much where we left off. Uh, They're trying to evacuate all the citizens and civilians. And I know things go wrong. And they have to get them all onto white base. The problem is they're still attacking and 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 attacking. Char gets a call. He calls Dozel. And get some information and whatnot, but let me give you some clips to really show how grave the situation is uh, before we really hop into the rest of the episode.
1: Help me find my baby! I'm back. Yeah, get on board, right face. Uh, my baby, <laughs> hang on tight.
0: Uh, uh, hurry. We have babies missing. We have Frau trying to corral children. We have civilians trying to help get everybody gathered around. I do want to note, at least everybody is caring for each other and trying to do the best they can with the situation they're in, but it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. The only people that are really winning right now are are Xeon because they have the upper hand right now. But after this, we cut to Shar on the on the his his base. I forgot the name of the ship for some reason, but the one of the soldiers that survived the attack was like, "Hey, by the way, that mobile suit they had, it's pretty bonkers. It um it it's a number on us. The guy's even wearing a sling because he got beat up, he got messed up. And so is gonna talk to Dozel and try to get some reinforcements, is what what I believe happened. And now we're back on the white base, and a lot has happened, a lot is going on. Um here are a couple of clips just kind of uh sum up what is happening right now because it's all over the place.
2: Clean up that wound and then get some suture tape on it, okay? Right. Are you certain the Xeon ship has ceased fire and won't attempt another attack? Yes, sir. Very well then, you have my permission to return. Captain, what's wrong? Oh no, Captain. Virtually all defense personnel have been wiped out by the on attack, Mr. Bright. Tell me how things are on your end. I regret to report that every soldier and engineer on side seven is gone. All destroyed by only two Zakus. Of the survivors, only ten men are combat ready, so it's looking bleak, sir. I want you to get all Gundam components on board at once. Sir, fortunately, we have someone piloting a Gundam at this very moment. He's transferring a gun cannon and gun tank on board right now. And do you know who the pilot is? I haven't been able to confirm that yet. Once he's finished, move White Base out as far from Side 7 as possible. Sir, but who will be piloting White Base? The computer can take us out. Yes, Captain,
1: but- Uh, Excuse me? Hmm? It's not the same, but I am licensed to operate cruiser-class space gliders, if you think it'll help.
2: And you are?
1: My name is Mirai Yashima, sir. Oh, yes. The Yashima family.
0: Like I said, the situation is not good. The situation is actually really, really, really bad. Um, The acting commander of White Base is down. He's, He's had a heart attack or injured. Most of the actual support crew is no longer with us they've gone to the other side because they got blown up and all we have is kids but we do meet mirai mirai was at the end of origin she was in the the limo with her i think dad or employer at the time and she's gonna become the new pilot slash navigator bright is now in charge of the ship they're trying to figure out who's in gundam and then they figure out that oh it's amuro meanwhile all this is happening and shar is sneaking across in space to to board the base to cause some troubles and whatnot. It's just all bad right now. And I think the funniest part about this is that the guy who's in the, on his bed is like, he's just a kid. Sir, Bright is 19. Your whole crew currently that's left, they have no experience doing any of this stuff. In fact, there's a line later where they ask Ryu, hey Ryu, how much combat experience do you have? I have done X amount of flight sims, huh? That's better than nothing. Word, almost word for word, what Bright says to him because they're that down bad at them. But we gotta introduce, we gotta meet our infamous friend by the name of Kai and get to know his character just a little bit, just just a tad. He kind of sucks. Huh? <sighs> hey, that hurt! You
1: were hiding out, but you could have been helping people. What's your problem? Cowards like you, who are only looking out for themselves, should be left here on side seven. Who died and made you, princess? Your name's Sayla, isn't it? You're no different than me. How dare you? While you were hiding, we were doing the best we could to help others. Let's go, Frau. Right.
0: So in that moment, we not only meet... Well, we meet Sayla. Sayla meets Frau. they help something else. We also see Ryu as well, helping a soldier. That's hurt. Uh, Kai is a dirtbag piece of garbage. Does not deserve happiness. I'm sorry. He doesn't deserve happiness. He should never see the gates of heaven. So help me, God. But a funny thing he did and said is that he called her Selah, uh and called her a princess. Which, if we remember, her real name Artasia. She's actually an heir to the throne of Zeon. She technically actually is a princess, but Kai has no way of knowing that. And I'm sure Sela did kind of know what was going on like there's a look on her face where it's like oh she's kind of shocked but granted it's older animation god i can't wait for this to be redone we know it's inevitable they're going to redo this series and it's gonna look so much better sayla and and frau go off to find stragglers and whatnot and during this char is back on earth and as they're trying to look for people. a a very very interesting moment happens where it adds up it's kind of sick it's a it's a it's a family affair i'm about to get hit with the meanest dmca and also i know my singing is awful
1: don't move drop it now
2: you're brave but you don't look like much of a soldier to me and I'll shoot. She looks just like.
1: Take off the helmet, very slowly, and face the other way.
2: Uh. 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 She can't be. She's much, much too strong to
1: be Artesia. Huh? A Zeon soldier. <sighs> Was
0: that my brother? I'm going to use. So a th- couple things happen. One, for those that don't haven't seen the clip yet, our boy is just chilling, hanging out, and by hanging out, I mean searching the rubble, trying to find resources and whatnot. Sailor pulls that motherfucking thing on him and says, Hold up, who are you? And as his move, his defensive tactic, he takes off not only his mask, but also his goggles. And looks her dead in the eyes. She freezes it, and then he just kicks the gun out. Shar is such a smooth criminal. How do you in one swoop take your glasses off, then kick a gun out of somebody's hand with the greatest of ease? And then he backs up, puts his mask and goggles back on and flies away. And of course, she's like, "Is that my brother? Yes, that is your brother. He is alive. I don't know how that hasn't rung true yet, but that is indeed your brother. You should know that you're worn, but Amro sees Shar's suit, and's, like, "Whoa, a suit! What is going on? Oh my gosh, And we're about to get about to get Amro part one, which to be fair, they kind of go at each other for a couple times. I wanna roll this clip, but before this, before this." Let's get some more music, shall we? Mr. Bright, the Xeon soldier just entered the port! What do we do? I want you to close all hatches on white
2: base now! Issue a gun to anyone! <laughs> all hands, move it! Spread out in teams and destroy the Xeon soldier approaching the bow!
0: Very bold of Char to try to fly on in with his jetpack and, and cause some trouble. Ain't no way you'd catch me with a jetpack trying to take on. Military personnel. Granted, his gun gets shot, but the music in that scene is amazing. Yeah, the music in in this—that's what I miss the most about older cartoons and shows in general, like anime and whatnot. The music was done so well and had such a like complementary vibe to it to what was happening on screen, to where you would just kind of get you get lost with the music, which I think that's why a lot of older anime still stands so strong today is because to this day a lot of the older anime still sticks because they paid so much attention to how the music flows and works with the scene to where everything is in place and has a purpose whether it be a sound effect or a music cue like when i hear a certain tone i know oh some shit's going down some shit's going down i'm gonna roll a couple clips but we're gonna see, the kids are gonna be alright. They're getting the hang of what's going on in White Base. Char suits up, and then we get Shar versus Amro V1.
2: You're too tense, stay calm. The computer is monitoring the area. It'll pick up any problems. Yes, sir. Amaro, and Gundam. Right here. You're too far from White Base. Stay within 10 kilometers on the starboard side. Okay. Check that each station is airtight. Can you do that for me, please? Sure. Operators, mm-hmm. our helmsman is a rookie, so you'll have to be ready to give quick responses to orders. Well, of course, we'll certainly do our best, Mr. Bright. Thank you.
1: Now take a look on the right and find the engine thrust gauge, then check it. Yes, I see it. But keep it out of the red zone. Missile stores are shown on the indicator to I the... I know.
2: This one here, right?
1: Hey, you catch on quickly.
2: All sectors, stand by for battle and await orders. Screen.
1: <laughs> Departing from the docking bay. I keep thinking about the humans inside these machines, but I know I can handle this. No, Amaro, you're not ready. Watch me! I'll stop you! <laughs>
2: <laughs> How's that? Huh? Impossible! That was a direct hit.
0: I see. So this is. This is what war is! No!
1: Ah! Uh,
2: What speed! That mobile suit is amazing! Are you there? Slender! Get behind him, quickly! never seen a gun like that in my life who cares as long as the pilot doesn't hit us just cover
0: of course we have to get the moment where like the red comet no but i want to key in on the last clip that played where amuro is like i keep thinking about the human life and then also this is what war is and how under the, the the picture they have of him he's sweating visibly sweating because he's a kid and doesn't know what's going on i think that's that kind of drives another big conflict that's going to be a major theme throughout the series is what is war why are we here why are we doing this what what is the point of what we're doing and amuro inadvertently hits the nail on the head where so this is what war is okay why do i keep thinking about the person because he knows like he's taking a life he's a human being at the end of the day these are all human beings that are that are fighting and, and being attacked and dying in the battlefield he's trying to they're, they're giving Amro humanity which is something that you're not going to see a lot of in like the the side characters for um zeon and whatnot and some other soldiers they're they're not going to care so much about that aspect but this aspect is sick also this motherfucker Amro goes to the shoryuken or uh as one would say <laughs> an inside joke with a friend shoryuken on on shar and misses boy if you don't sit your ass down but I'll say, Shar does get some nasty uh, super kicks in. Here comes a cool clip where Char, where not Shar, Omro does something that's sick to prove everybody wrong.
1: I got ya!
2: <laughs> a Zaku suit destroyed with only one shot. But how could this happen? How could a Zaku be defeated like that? That mobile suit would have to be carrying a beam cannon as big as a battleships.
0: I got a Zaku It just one shot.
2: I'll pay you back for this.
0: This boy, Omrodun killed a whole man in space. Just just stabbed right through him. Shot right through his chest and the dude screamed. And Char has an existential crisis. Like, how is this possible? He put everybody wrong, man. I don't think he needed to, but I mean, it's it's war. At this point it's war. He had to do something. He had to. Uh props to Amro though for for you know just blasting a man through the chest. Blasting him through the chest. Back to white base we go, and it's not so much the hero's welcome that Amro was hoping for.
2: When you were fighting, you relied too much on the machine. You'll have to use your brains a little more next time you fight. <laughs>
1: What? I... Now
2: listen to me, Amuro. As long as you can work the Gundam, you're a pilot, not a kid anymore. Your duty now is to protect this ship. <clears throat> uh, uh, uh... You're on a Federation ship, which means you work for us and obey my orders. Don't like it? Then go back to Side 7.
1: That's enough, Mr.
0: Bright. The way I describe that scene is basically like whenever... Your 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 friend gets a promotion at work and they think they're better than you all of a sudden and they start acting like it and trying to put you in your place. It's like, bro, we just won. We we're, we're we're a ragtag group of kids trying to fight this war. Let us chill. I didn't include it, but there's a part where Amra says, One day I'm gonna punch, I'm gonna deck Bright in the face, something like that. Oh brother, the punches do be flying. And you know what else be flying? us off into episode three and we are off into episode three vote to attack we are now off to Luna two post attack everybody has made it uh the crew is pretty much in shambles at this point you gotta remember it's a fairly young crew as well so everybody's pulling their weight Frau's trying to help Amro make sure that she's not she that he Amro is eating and healthy and whatnot, and those little kids she's having them help distribute food to everybody and whatnot as well. Um, things are they're not dire, but it's a ragtag crew right now, and you have a couple people with military experience. You have Bright who has only like he said six nine months worth of combat experience military experience. Now he's in control of this shiny new thing and also the Gundam in the hands of a 16 year old. But we have this moment here where Bright and Sailor end up in an elevator together and um, it gets kind of accusatory. I think that's the right word. Anyway, I'll have the clip explain everything.
2: Where were you before you relocated to Side 7?
0: Do I
1: really have to answer that? Uh, No. On Earth?
2: This is my first time. Uh, Out here in space, I mean.
1: A member of the Earthborn Elite?
2: Are you being sarcastic?
0: Can't take a joke, Mr. Bright. Hmm. I think that's pretty funny, him saying first time and then, excuse me, uh, in space. (laughs) I know he's trying to get more information out of Sailor, but that, to me, is funny that he hit hit her with the first time. It was kind of awkward, but this is a very young crew. So much so to where... They find a stray Xeon ship, and they don't know what to do. They're thinking, hey, we should attack it, but Bright is just, I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea. And the crew's like, you should definitely do something. In fact, I have another clip that'll explain it. Supplies and weapons to Shars Musai, then it might be the best time for Amuro to attack the
1: ship while their guard's down.
2: You want me to risk an attack?
1: Well, if they strike again, do you think we can survive another attack?
2: We haven't got any experienced soldiers, so we'd be completely exposed. Operator, how long will it take the enemy to transfer supplies from ship to ship?
1: If it's just weapons, it'll take 10 minutes.
2: So that's 25 minutes.
1: Why don't you ask the captain? I
2: don't like that tone. I'm the one in command now. Got it? Hayato, give me your opinion.
0: So not only is Bright unsure, but they, they're in a good spot to where they can attack them. They, they're resupplying. They're low on supply. They have the upper hand. The crew is like, well, it takes some X amount of time. They're off balance. We can take them on. Haito gives that little nugget of knowledge, and he's right. But Bright as a leader, Bright is just unsure because he's, like I said, he's given this nice, bright, shiny thing, and he doesn't know what the right thing to do is, which in this situation, in this context, I don't know if there is a right thing to do necessarily. I think him asking her the opinion is probably the best thing he could have done for everybody. Um, if it was me, I'm a little gung-ho. So I probably would have went for the attack and tried to take him all. Which they eventually do. And Omro hops in the suit and things start going in. And, and now they want to fight and whatnot. And they get the upper hand, which is pretty cool. But... You get some, you get some other experience here. Well, I say experience. You hear firsthand the situation from the crew members and what's about to go down and how they prep for the fight that's about to happen.
2: We'll have visual contact in eight minutes. So until they're in sight, check your manuals again. All right, prepare for fire and support roles and whatever you do, don't hit the Gundam or core fighter.
0: Mans had to tell the crew to stick to the manual. I come from a military family. And so at a certain point, you know your procedures and what you're supposed to do and not to do. These are children having to learn things literally on the fly and from potentially dying crew members. (laughs) So it's just funny to see how unorganized this crew is. While you have Xeon, where they look like an organized unit, I think the biggest difference is that the Xeon soldiers are not bred from birth to be fighters, but they have a more cohesive system to develop their youth into being soldiers, which is why you have somebody like Shar in command, and then later on this series, Garma, which we know who Garma is. If you did your homework, you have watched Gundam the Origin. You're prepared for this. Anyway. We move forward with the sneak attack and Amuro and Ryu are going out. And I forgot the line. I didn't include it in the clip, but there's a line where Ryu says he's done like three flight simulators, three flight simulators. And he's like, all right, go out there, go get them. And thus this ensues. So the plan starts off and they get the jump. They use the sun to their advantage and they start attacking him as a resupply, which means char and crew cannot resupply properly so char has to hurry to his suit and hop in and fight which i think is genius that the young lad the young star in amuro knew more than ryu in that moment and they both have probably about the same amount of flight experience.
1: experiences ryu's a soldier he should know better
0: why shouldn't we move up when the enemy's in front of us amuro if
1: we approach from this direction we'll have poor visibility because we'll be facing the sun we need to go around Hey, where's the Moose We should see it about now, Ryu.
2: <gasps> there it is. I gotta admit, that's pretty clever for a rookie. Wants to attack with the sun behind us. I should have thought of that.
0: The props to Amuro, the boy, kid, wonder, whatever the phrasing is. Damn it, Ted Lasso, you got me hesitant now. Zeon's shooting at the sun, trying to do countermeasures, which obviously is not working because they're like, ha, ah, they're shooting into the sun. They cannot see anything. And so now, Hayato gets this smart plan like, ooh, me and Kai can hop in the gun tank, the gun cannon, and start, you know, putting in some shells in them too. And it works without a hitch. Like, they start getting the upper hand. And I know these are kids, but these are some very... Advanced maneuvers for teenagers to to be thinking of. They're they're quickly realizing that hey, this is a war. We need to prepare for war. And so let's do this while we can. Which I think Bright takes offense to that because Bright gets a little frantic towards the end of this episode because he wants to do things a certain way. He's very he's very controlling. And I don't think he does it on purpose. I think he does it out of more nervousness because He's now, like I said again, he's now given this new responsibility and he wants to perform and do well because he knows either a promotion is on the line, but more importantly, the war is on the line. Shar and Amuro fight again, which I think that fight's pretty cool. However, however Amuro fights a dude named Gotham or Gotham. Gotham comes up with a headbutt and boy, Amuro takes that sword, cuts him up real quick. That shit was sweet. I'm not gonna include the clip because it's definitely more visual, but I lied. I have the clip right here. (laughs) Ha 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 ha
2: ...mobile suit that I've heard so much about. Got him. Stay cool. Don't stop me. It was my ship that he destroyed. My Saku and I have fought more battles together than you ever will. I'm not afraid of anybody. I'll show you how to destroy this piece of Federation trash with just one simple move, Commander Shah! Huh? You're fighting me without weapons? Stop, Gotham! You can't do it! Not with your Zaku! Ah! <laughs> Idiot, you tried to attack too quickly! Ah! Uh! Ah! We'll all be the Got him! Retreat, Amuro! Retreat! we destroyed the supply ship. Retreat now!
0: But you don't have that anyone. boy Amuro getting a body count. Like he's getting a big ass body count right now. Um, but damn, Char got shook. Char got shook. Got him is so confident. Like oh. Man, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z with X, Y, and Z. He's like, nah, bruh. I'm just going to stab you in the stabby stab with the sword. I'm going to cut you up. I'm going to cut you up. And that's what he did. He got the dub. Brutal death. Very brutal death. But after all that, Bright doesn't even give him like any prompts. Bright's like, you need to work on your technique. You need to do this. You need to do that. Blah, 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 this. I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to let the clip do it because that's what we do around here, baby. You were only
2: able to attack my friend because Amuro managed to keep Char at a distance.
1: Hey,
0: did you hear that, Hayato?
1: I think Bright's right. You win. I'm
2: sorry, Mr. Bright. I had uh, the communications disconnected. Just don't let it happen again. Remember everything you learned in your training. And you, Amuro, you relied too much on your flanking maneuvers. That's not true! He knew what he was doing! Right? Yeah! Char was just too quick, that's all. They call Char the Red Comet for a good reason. You've gone against him twice and seen his moves. You need to work on your combat technique.
1: Yeah. You know, Ryu,
0: I have a feeling that one of these
1: days I'm going to end up decking bright.
0: Little does Amuro know, he's going to eat the meanest right hook in his life. All in all, I think this episode's good. Um, It's really slow. Like, there's not too much to really dive into right now because we're just getting our, our toes wet. You can tell that they wanted to build a, a action-packed anime at first to draw us in. They wanted to give us something that we can sink our teeth into and enjoy with the music, the characters. Some of the dialogue is it's dated, but back then it was probably the hottest thing out there. And of course the action. The action is, is fantastic. I could totally see myself watching this if I was back in the 80s, 79, 80s or whatever. But like, yeah, this is the shit because it it's sick it's actually OD right now the the there's no too much growth there's just a lot of building and character character building and world building and getting us getting our toes wet alright I'm going to stop talking now uh, I will see y'all in two weeks thank y'all once again for sticking around for this long remember like the podcast share the podcast subscribe to it run these numbers up I love you stay hydrated and i'll see y'all in two weeks all right goodbye for real this time
2: Tell me how I should do my job.